and welcome to another newsflash episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, the real estate law specialists. As ever, I'm joined by our head of legal training, Richard Snape. Hi, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. Hello. We are here for another newsflash episode. It's our second podcast of 2023, so we're already off to a good start. Um, and this one, the judgment came out from the High Court on the 1st of December, but it's only just sort of come out into being. So pretty hot off the press. And it's looking at forfeiture. So do you want to start by going into the background on this case? Yeah, it's it's not the normal sort of forfeiture case. It's actually uh, not forfeiture of the, the lease itself, as is normally the case. Uh, but it's forfeiture of an option to call for a new lease, which makes it quite interesting. Because uh, obviously, you know, most people think of it as the whole estate and land being being forfeited. Shall I set the scene, Lizzie? Yes, please do. Well, hush brasseries, if they're in Lancashire Courts, which is in Mayfair in London. It's a it's a flush restaurant. You no doubt know, know it quite well. It's got a very nice cocktail bar, actually. They entered into a lease that the tenants Hushbrothries Hush Hush in uh, 1999, in July of 1999, 25-year lease for this restaurant. Uh, the original landlord uh, was uh, Cooperative Insurance, but back in uh, 2017, they sold the reversion to RLUKREF with the current landlords. What had then happened is uh, in 2011, they'd agreed with the landlords uh, an option to call, you know, to, to call for a new lease. And the landlord had also agreed an option to put, you know, which is basically the landlord can insist on their, uh, at their behest that you get a new lease. The option was registered at HMLR. An option in relation to, to land is, is an estate contract and uh, you know, will we'll, well, need to be registered and registered land at least to bind third parties unless you're in actual occupation, which you usually are. That's another story. The new lease was expressed to be on the same terms. It was going to be from the end of the existing lease in, in July of 2024 to December, the end of December 2030. But there were provisions in the option agreement that if you fell into arrears with your rent, uh, more than 21 days in arrears with your rent, uh, the option could be forfeited, you know, sort of the standard wording, whether formally demanded or not. And that's some of the background. The new landlords, RLUK, REF, which I'll get tired of saying before too long, they wish to develop the site. And they seem to be quite keen not to be able to grow and resist, given the tenant of your lease. And that's some of the background. Well, basically, it's a bit of a creature of the post-COVID times, but they, they did fall into a as they were a restaurant, and obviously during the various lockdowns, they statutorily had to shut down and were losing lots of money. And so they fell into arrears with the rent. And the landlord uh, could have affected or tried to affect forfeiture. That's a different story. You know, forfeiture for non-payment with rent for a, a long period of time was, was suspended for, for the duration of the Coronavirus Act legislation, which is now a bit redundant. But they didn't try to affect forfeiture for non-payment of rent, but they were quite keen that the tenant didn't exercise their option. So they did you know, try to argue the option has been forfeited because you've not been paying your rent on time. They actually reached an agreement back in August of uh, 2021 uh, to settle the rent arrears, which lots of landlords have been voluntarily doing as opposed to seeing the alternative. Uh, but they were still quite keen to, to, to forfeit the option. 
And that's what the case was by, about, and the tenants claimed relief from forfeiture for an option. So what have, there must be sort of similar cases to this in the past. What have the courts said about things like this previously? Well, the judges, there's been remarkably few cases, actually, but the, the ones that have been have been quite sort of high profile. The judge um, went through various of the, the previous cases. One of the, perhaps not so old, but older cases, is it was a case called Shiloh Spinners and Harding. It was a House of Lords case from 1973, which was about uh, forfeiture generally. Uh, what Lord Wilberforce said, you know, whether you, you know, because it's uh, discretionary, whether you get relief from forfeiture or not. And they basically said that, amongst other things, you've got to look at whether the rent arrears or whatever it might be were willful or not. And obviously they weren't willful here. The tenants, you know, they hospitality sector genuinely were, were suffering during the various lockdowns and also you've got to look at the gravity of the breach compared with the damages involved the landlord was prepared to, to settle the rent arrears uh, and just uh, try to be rid of the option the other case was a bit before not too much before but before we started doing these various podcasts and like so i didn't ever do one about it it's from late 2019 a case called manchester ship canal company and Vauxhall Motors Limited, which was all from Vauxhall Motors plant in Ellesmere Port, if you know that area. It's where the, it's where the Manchester Ship Canal starts. Back in 1962, in that particular case, the um, Ship Canal Company had uh, transferred land to Vauxhall Motors, whose you know, sort of uh, car factory is, is by there. So they could uh, build a treatment plant there. And they'd also agreed a perpetual license. Vauxhall Motors would be able to run underground pipes and and slipways so they could discharge both surface water and and treated an effluent into the ship canal, makes you think. They uh, made this agreement and they were paying back in the 1960s in perpetuity £50 per annum, but there was provision that if you didn't pay within 28 days, they could uh, could forfeit this, uh, this license. And it was a genuine license. Licenses are not property rights. And so you know, they don't bind third parties and the likes. They don't give you property rights. They've always been assumed that uh, if you look at some of the older textbooks, that licenses you can't get relief really from forfeiture for. And anyway, they, Vauxhall Motors forgot to pay the £50 per annum. The Manchester Ship Canal Company actually reminded them, but they still didn't pay. So they wanted to affect forfeiture something which again wasn't a lease and the like so there's a similarity that was perhaps discussed in this particular case if they affected forfeiture they would be able to sell new rights to to box or boat and it'd be several hundred thousand pounds per annum i think the moral is remember to pay the 50 quid but uh, the supreme court in that particular case decided that it might not be a property right uh, and proprietary in nature but it's a possessory right you had a degree of control your staff could go onto this land to to maintain the pipes and the likes and so possessory rights as well can be subject to relief from forfeiture and they granted relief from forfeiture but on the basis of those cases they gave in this particular case they uh, gave unconditional relief uh, from forfeiture so it's not just leases itself it's various proprietary and also possessory rights Rights not in the nature of you know property like you might have in land, and that's the significance. So, what happened in the Hush Brasseries case when that in went to court? Case, you know, in the Hush Brasseries case, they basically said that. Well, they tried to argue that um, that R L U K R E F sounds like it should be a song of some sort, an anthem. They tried to argue this wouldn't be a sufficient proprietary right in land, 
And also they tried to argue, I didn't understand the argument, but uh, it didn't represent a security for performance and obligation. And the judge, or his honour, Judge Klein, basically said it is a sufficient proprietary right in land. And because of the, the loss involved, if you like, and because the uh, the rent arrears were settled and they were sort of beyond the control, really, of Hush, they got unconditional relief from forfeiture. And you can still go to Hush Brasseries to this day until the end of December 2030, if you want to. <laughs> Excellent. Is there anything else on the topic of forfeiture just to close on? I think that's basically, I mean, perhaps the only other thing is that forfeiture for many a year now has tended to be the last resort. The landlords here were very keen that the tenant didn't exercise this option because it would mess up their development. Usually landlords want to make sure they can keep tenants in the current market, not least of which because if they haven't got plans lined up or other tenants lined up, uh, three months later or six months if it's industrial units and warehouse and they'll have full business rates liability for the premises as well as foregoing rental and much higher insurance because the property's empty and the like so it does tend to be a, a nuclear option if you like but yeah excellent thank you very much richard thank you lizzie thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again in our next episode